Welcome to another episode of Take 15 at the CFA Institute. My name is Greg Seals. I'm Director of Fixed Income and Behavioral Finance. And today we have the great pleasure of being joined by Michael Lustig from BlackRock, where Michael is a Managing Director and Senior Portfolio Manager. And we wanted to talk today about the residential real estate market and the mortgage market. So welcome, Michael. Thank you. And Michael, you're uh, uniquely qualified to talk about this. You have a long history of experience working in the mortgage market. And so um, uh, in our short time together today, uh, thought we'd cover a couple of things, one of which maybe to start out with is just sort of laying the groundwork in terms of you know where we are in the residential real estate cycle after the downdraft we've had, uh, the credit crunch and the financial crisis, and then talk a little bit about you know, what the status of the mortgage market is right now, and we'll get on to some other topics uh, after that. Just to, uh, I guess, kind of what's the state of the mortgage market today, uh, where we've obviously gone through quite a bit. It's obviously been a centerpiece of what's been going on in terms of the financial crisis. Home prices themselves are down probably about 30% from their peak across the country uh, broadly. Obviously, it's different in different geographic pockets. But uh, the big question is whether we've stabilized, whether we're going to turn around upwards, or whether we're going to see another downdraft. And uh, there are a lot of countervailing forces right now. Uh, interest rates are at a 50-odd year low. So affordability, if you can pass the credit hurdles, is very, very high. Uh, and that is one of the things that's helping support the market. Uh, there's been some uh, some tax credits, uh, home, price tax, home purchase tax credits, which... Uh, have just recently expired. Uh, so we actually got a Case-Shiller number today that was still up, but it's still containing a lagged effect of, uh, of those tax credits. So the question remains to be seen going forward whether we do see support in the market and whether uh, the market does at least stay flat, uh, if not go up, which is what's really uh, required to really keep the mortgage market uh, healthy. Great. Maybe you could talk a little bit about, um, you know, in some sense, the mortgage market's referred to monolithically, but maybe you could talk a little bit about the difference between how the agency mortgage market is functioning versus the non-agency market at this point. I, I would actually break it up even further. Uh, I'd say agency, prime non-agency, and subprime non-agency. Okay. So the agency market's still working fine. Uh, it really... Uh, for lack of a, uh, you know, for lack of being too optimistic about it, it hasn't really suffered that major of a hiccup uh, through the whole crisis. Uh, we did see trading continue throughout the entire crisis on a pretty liquid basis. Uh, loan creation is still there. Uh, to some degree, we're seeing a little bit of hampered loan creation on the part of the banks who are really afraid of loans getting put back to them through any mistakes in the underwriting. So. Okay. Uh, if a, even an agency loan, if it's created and goes delinquent down the road, uh, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny on the paperwork, and if anything's messed up, that loan's going to get sold back to the bank at par, and they're going to have a, a loan that's worth 60 or 70, uh, so they don't really want to do that. Right. So they're being uh, pretty tight on the credit side and not really extending credit that readily. On the, uh, I'd say, prime non-agency side, meaning the jumbos that are past the agency jumbo limit, uh, those loans are being made. Those loans are being made at a pretty big uh, premium. And I think we're just now about to see the glimmerings of some securitization of those loans uh, to create an outlet for uh, new you know, loans that have been created to get out there in a securitized form to the market. We're just about at the point where that's economical. Not quite there yet, but very close. On the subprime side, uh, we're just not seeing anything. Right. Um, no one wants to make those loans. No one wants to buy those loans. 
and frankly, uh, the clearing levels in the secondary market are such that there's just no way to structure anything like that right now. Well, that's very helpful to have a little more detail on, on all the, the different parts of the market. Do you see going forward, you talked about securitization coming back somewhat for non-agency uh, mortgage-backed securities. You know, can you give us a sense of what the other options might be for funding residential real estate? Like, for example, in Europe, they do a lot of covered bond issuance, so banks will retain the whole loans and then issue covered bonds. Do you see anything like that helping here to a great extent, or do you think the answer is more a rebuilt securitization market in some better form than what we've had? I'm not sure if the securitization market will ever really be there for subprime. Uh, I think that to the extent it's, it still exists, it's really going to be bank-driven. I'm not sure if we're going to get to the point where we're doing covered bonds, but just because I don't think, at least yet, that there's any appetite for that here uh, from the investor standpoint. Um, so it, it's, a, it's tough to prognosticate a market that's still in flux, but, uh, but I would say that you know, I don't really expect that to, to pick up. The... Um, I think really what's going to have to happen ultimately is home prices have to come back mm -hmm. so that there's equity in the market. And that's really, you know, if you look really, uh, boil it down, what's going on in the subprime market right now, the only things that can refinance, the only things that can prepay, and we are seeing some low levels, somewhat slightly increasing levels of prepayments, it's really coming from things where there is some equity left in the deal, right. uh, in, the, in the actual loan. In cases where the loans are underwater, there's really nothing for them to do, period. Uh, and it doesn't make a difference whether there's an outlet in the financing market or not. No one wants to step up, and there's no reason for them, anyone to. Um, what about, um, you know, if we could talk about securitization a little more broadly, maybe some of the, some of the things that went wrong and some of the lessons that we've learned uh, about securitization, you know, through this, through this crisis, if you could give us your reflections on that. Lots of lessons. <laughs> we, we've all become much wiser, and hopefully we don't repeat our mistakes. But uh, certainly uh, the, the issue of diversification and what is actual diversification versus what I'll call, for lack of a better term, pseudo-diversification, uh, that's a, a major issue. Uh, subordination and what the proper levels of subordination to create a true AAA-type piece of paper, uh, that's been redefined. Uh, I don't think anyone's really gotten to a point where they know where it's ultimately going to end up, but it's certainly not anywhere close to where we were. So a lot of the, uh, I'll call them excesses of the crisis or the pre-crisis that got us there will presumably not repeat themselves and certainly not anytime soon. Right, the reliance on ratings and the, the you know, can you talk a little bit about, I know you you're, you have worked or uh, in the BlackRock Solutions Group and you probably, you know, work on, I would imagine, distributing models uh, to people, users, so they understand the intricacies of how these securities work. Um, you know, do you have any thoughts on the role of, you know, having simpler structures and having people understand them better as a way to sort of mitigate some of the questions that people have had about the rating agencies? You know, the reliance on rating agencies, I should say. Well, the rating agencies have obviously proven themselves to not have been terribly helpful, and in many cases, uh, you know, they were uh, complicit, if you will, in allowing the crisis to extend the way it did just because they were putting their wrap and a, a AAA rating on things that, in retrospect, obviously shouldn't have had it. Uh, so I think it's more, there it's more of a 
Uh, do you actually have something with sufficient credit enhancement? Do you have something that's sufficiently diversified? Not necessarily a structural thing. In other words, it's not structural complexity. It's more senior subordinate type structure okay. aspects, which is more of a, a pure credit, uh, you know, credit view and, and credit structuring. Um, so they, their stamp definitely enabled uh, things to happen that probably shouldn't have happened. Well, it's a fascinating area of the market. It's not always well covered in sort of a, a detailed fashion. So we really appreciate you illuminating us on happenings in the mortgage market over the last few years and your thoughts. My pleasure. Thanks. And thank you for watching this episode of Take 15 at CFA Institute. Copyright 2010, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.